This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The rooster for your morning. News you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. 77 WABC News Time is 5 o'clock, sponsored by Boulevard Watches, 39 and clear. Good morning, I'm Noam Layden, in for Deborah Valentine. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds today. Just another beauty. If you liked yesterday, it's just going to be warmer today. High 53. Tonight and overnight, partly cloudy, low 44. And then the rain comes in tomorrow for Saturday, most of the day. In fact, New Year's Eve revelers in Times Square's uh, Times Square may get wet, so you might want to bring a poncho with you if you're going to watch the ball drop. And then Sunday, sun and clouds, high 54. Lots to get to on this Friday morning. Of course, it is the day before New Year's Eve, and this is when lots of people think, okay, what is my New Year's resolution going to be? And then you make it, and then the day before, of course, you go completely crazy. So it's like, okay, I'm going to give up chocolate. But then this is the day that you eat like seven boxes of chocolate or 15 Nestle Crunch Bars. So we went to the streets, and we asked people what their New Year's resolutions might be. Don't make them. I never keep them. I don't make them. I never keep them. They're too stressful. You make them under duress, and then you just feel obligated to do it. So I don't bother anymore. I'm too old for that. Oh, I didn't even think of one yet. I'm so... I'm like... You know, I still, it's like, when's Thanksgiving coming? No. Um, uh, I have a project. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, no. Um, only because I feel like you jinx it. But um, now I'm curious. It's a writing project, and oh. I am going to try and commit and do it. Because it's always sometimes you get the idea, and sometimes you don't Maybe see it. Maybe it's the next great What's your New Year's resolution? I don't have any. No. Why not? It doesn't make sense. You always break them by the time you... Well. Get into the first month. <laughs> yeah, she's right about that. That's why I don't make them either. All right, what are the big stories of the day? The top five at five. A twisted tale of a deadly home invasion in Brooklyn just falls apart. You should have seen the line to buy legal weed at the opening of New York's first pot shop yesterday. We will see more of Donald Trump's taxes today. Southwest Airlines says it's finally getting its act together. And the George Santos story seems to get just stranger by the day. All right, let's get right into it. A big breaking story overnight. One man shot and killed by police. Another man arrested after officers attempted to conduct this investigation in Queens last night. Police say... It happened around 8 o'clock. This was in Far Rockaway. Officers were attempting to talk to two men in the lobby of this building. When they walked in, those two men took off. Police went after them. They caught up with one of the guys. And then the other man, who had a gun in his torso, they caught up with him and they started fighting with him. Officers fired at him. They shot and killed him. When they approached before entering, at least two males flee out of this lobby. And that's what a chase ensues. Yeah, so the man the officer was fighting with had a gun in his torso. He did not fire it, but uh, he was shot and killed. Of course, you can imagine an investigation is underway. More details come in. We will pass them on to you. 
That bizarre story we told you about yesterday, right? It was a home invasion, at least that's what we were told, in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, that two masked men had broken into this home in Bensonhurst. They had killed this 61-year-old man, stabbed him to death, then they had stabbed another woman in the home. And uh, we now find out that the story was completely made up. The guy's really dead. Nikki Sekondo was really killed, or rather his her father was really killed. But apparently it was this 22-year-old woman who was her uh, daughter that did it, right? So she blamed it on two masked men. But now police say she stabbed her father to death, also stabbed her sister. We don't know why. Uh, but there was no home invasion. Here's a neighbor who says uh, wacky stuff was happening in this apartment all the time. I saw the blood in the hallway, and that's when I got shaken up, and I closed the door and locked it. I heard the bodies, like, being slammed around like they were wrestling. That was it's only sheetrock. You know, so it's not solid brick walls. Yeah, she said she was pretty freaked out when she heard what happened. So they take Nikki Secondo, Secondino, into custody yesterday. 22-year-old, charge her with killing her father. Her sister is in bad shape. She apparently allegedly stabbed her as well. I'm just in shock. He's a very nice man. He was a very nice man. Very nice. And I hope that God... Rest his soul. He was worried about the situation going on in his house. Yeah, so we don't know all the details of what was going on in this house, but police say they had visited this home in the past. Just an awful story of the 61-year-old Carlo, who is dead today. Uh, Nikki's uh, 19-year-old sister is uh, in critical condition in the hospital. WABC Newstime 505. Legal recreational marijuana sales now underway in New York City. The first pot shop run by Housing Works. It opened in the East Village at 420 yesterday afternoon. That's a big number in the weed world. This guy... He got in line early. He waited four hours to buy legal pot. I just want to be a part of history. Just be a part of this. Uh, I like the idea of legal shops. I like the idea of uh, regulated weed. Yeah, so, well, he got in. He was able to buy it. It's the first legal pot shop in the state. It will run you anywhere from about 20 to 100 block, uh, bucks plus tax if you want to buy some weed, some edibles. Uh, you got to be 21 to purchase it all. The store. Uh, again, opening at 4.20 in the afternoon, and the place just went crazy. Everybody online, by the way, they had not bought pot legally yet because this was the first legal pot shop in the state. But they were waiting in line smoking pot, which, of course, is always entertaining. Yeah, pretty excited. Great day for New York. This is New York taking its place where it needs to be in the market. Yeah, many more recreational marijuana dispensaries will open early next year. 5.07 now, first check of traffic, transit, and weather on the 7s. We say good morning, Lori Blanchard. No, and we're seeing construction in the Bronx. Eastbound Cross Bronx between the Sheridan and the Bronx River Parkway. One lane is blocked. Westbound Cross Bronx more between the Bruckner and White Plains Road. And then again, all the way into 3rd Avenue. All the right lane is closed in that stretch. In New Jersey, on southbound 27 in Edison, all lanes are subject to closure at Plainfield Avenue. There's a down traffic light. Utility is out there. Uh, overnight road work, 287, both ways near Ringwood Avenue. And on eastbound 78, emergency repair work, exit 7, all the way out to exit 11. That has the left lane. The Lincoln Tunnel is reopened both ways. Quiet so far this morning. Holland Tunnel in and out. And George Washington Bridge is looking good. 
In Orange County, 218 is closed. Cornwall to West Point gets icy up there. Northern State Parkway westbound. 106 and 7 to Brush Hollow Road. Left lane is out. Wisconsin Highway repair work at Stony Brook Road. Eastbound Sunrise Highway, you have one lane out at Ocean Avenue. Alternate side is in effect today. So far, our subways, our buses, and our trains are running on or close to schedule. From the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, sun and clouds today. It'll be warmer. What a great day to get out, get everything done for the end of the year. High 55. Partly cloudy tonight, low down to 44. Tomorrow, showers early, then light rain through the day, high in the afternoon around 50. Steady rain through the evening. Into the ball drop, it'll be mild temps with a low of 48. New Year's Day, what a beautiful day. Early clouds, then we're in for lots of sun. That'll be another great day to get out there. High 53. We have 47 degrees now. I'm Lori Blanchard, Talk Radio 77, WABC. I love that forecast. WABC News Time 509. Former President Trump's tax returns are going to be made public today. Of course, the question is, do people still care at this point? I think there probably are some out there. The House Ways and Means Committee plans to release Trump's personal and business returns from 2015 through 2020. The anticipated release comes as the Democratic-led panel said the IRS failed to properly audit Trump's taxes for several years while he was in office. The committee voted to release the documents last week, but has been redacting personal information before posting them publicly. Trump was the first presidential candidate in decades not to release his tax returns during his campaigns for president. I'm Chris Caraggio. WABC News Time 509. It has been sort of amazing to watch the meltdown of Southwest Airlines over the last couple weeks. I can't remember a company in meltdown mode like this in a long time. Of course, lots of questions. Will they be able to survive this? Um, but it, it has been just, of course, horrible for the people who had made these plans for the holiday week to get away or get home for Christmas and never made it. A veteran Southwest flight attendant speaking out about all the problems. Uh, he spoke out yesterday, spoke out again late yesterday, wants to remain anonymous, so his voice has been disguised. This, for me, is the... The tipping point. I don't trust what they're saying until I see it now. Like, I want to see it. Done with the apologies and done with the broken promises. Yeah, so he says the airline imploded on itself through the sweeping tech failures, leaving its passengers, of course, employees high and dry. This flight attendant says Southwest has known about the drawbacks of its outdated systems for a long time. There's people waiting 17, 18, 19 hours to get a hold of scheduling. Well, if we can't talk to them, what are we supposed to do? We're stuck. Yeah, uh, they said, look, we didn't even know where to go. This is the flight crew. This is not passengers saying, hey, how do I get on the next flight? These are flight crews who said they weren't told where to go. So they didn't show up for places because nobody told them to. In an apology video posted this week, uh, the CEO of Southwest, Bob Jordan, who, you know, who knows how much longer he'll have a job, reassures they're working to fix the system. Clearly, we need to double down yeah, on do. our already existing plans to upgrade systems for these extreme circumstances so that we never again face what's happening uh, right now. Yeah. All right. So uh, lots of weird things happening with Southwest as well. They took a flight that finally did take off. It was going from Hawaii to Oakland. It had to divert because 
not of company errors, but there ended up being a fight on board. So you remember, you can imagine you're waiting all these hours for your flight to take off. It finally does. You're all excited. And then a fight uh, ha- breaks out on the flight, so they have to turn around and go back to Hawaii. Something about a seat being pushed back and spilling a drink or something like that. And I heard loud voices and ice cubes being thrown all over the place. Yeah, uh, they arrested that dope or two dopes when they got back to Hawaii. The travel nightmares for Southwest about piling up because of all these misrouted bags. So people who did get one place or another, a lot of times their luggage didn't get there. I think I'm just going to look at every single luggage. Yeah, uh, thousands of unclaimed bags, even here at LaGuardia. That was just the most frustrating part, just not being able to spend this Christmas season with their families. And then at the same time, just the chaos and not having answers. Yeah, so some people, they would get to their destination, their luggage would not, and in some cases, they drove back to get their luggage. They texted me saying, like, yeah, our bags are supposed to be there. I made my dad drive me up here as fast as possible, and um, just getting my sight on my bags was the best feeling. Yeah, so there was a lot of canceled flights yesterday. Um, Southwest promising that they're back on track. So we will watch it, of course, as the morning wears on. WABC News Time 513. Better each day in Buffalo. The death toll, unfortunately, continues to rise. 39 dead now. But that travel ban has been lifted in western New York as Buffalo continues to dig out. In almost six full days since the blizzard began, people are now allowed to drive on city streets. Yeah, but they're not encouraging people to go out. But uh, the Buffalo mayor, Byron Brown, lifting the ban yesterday because roads are becoming passable again. And uh, he says people need to get out. they got to restock groceries, get to medical appointments. NBC News' Jesse Kirsch says a travel advisory will remain in effect through today. You know, so you can go out, but they're not encouraging it to go out. Road conditions are still far from perfect. And that has been leading to questions as to why cleanup is taking so long. Yeah, uh, it seems they just weren't prepared for this. So there's going to be a lot of questions that are going to have to be answered post-storm once they clean this all out. There is a warm-up on the way. That will lead to snow melting because there's also going to be rain. And the police here believe that more bodies will be found. Yeah, so the death count now in Buffalo is at 39, but as you heard there, they expect that number to go up. WABC News Time coming up on 515, making his debut on early news with sports is Ken Connolly. Well, thank you, Noam. I'm Ken Connolly here with your early news sports update. Starting on the ice, the Islanders are getting hot as they won their third straight game last night. They took down the Blue Jackets 2-1. to one. Matthew Barzell extended the Islanders' lead to 2 to nothing in the second period on the power play. Well, the Islanders get control here. Minute four to go on the man advantage. Anders Lee for Dobson. Third power play of the game for the Islanders. 0 for 2 so far. Lee trying to get it to the front. It came right to Nelson, then Barzell. He scores! Quick look from Nelson. Quick release from Barzell. A power play goal. The Islanders did hold on to win that game, but goaltender Ilya Sorokin's shutout was spoiled as the Jackets scored with just 20 seconds left in the third period. The Rangers fell to the Tampa Bay Lightning in a shootout 2-1. Mika Zibanejad opened up the scoring in the first period, 
notching his 16th goal on the year as the Blue Shirts would hold on to that lead until Lightning centerman Braden Point tied it up with just about five and a half minutes remaining in the game. The game stayed tied throughout overtime and ultimately was decided in the sixth round of the shootout where defenseman Adam Fox was denied by Lightning goaltender Andre Vasilevsky. And on the hardwood, the Knicks could not top the red-hot San Antonio Spurs last night as they lost their fifth straight game by a score of 122-115. to Julius Randle picked up the slack for an injured Jalen Brunson, who again did not play due to soreness in his hip. But even Randle's season-high 41-point night could not propel the Knicks to a win. The Knicks will try to right the ship on Saturday against the Rockets in Houston at 7 p.m. Meanwhile, the Nets had the night off and will resume tomorrow as they take on the Hornets in Charlotte at 7 p.m. In some Thursday night football action, the last Thursday night game of the year, the Dallas Cowboys defeated the Tennessee Titans 27-13. to Here with your early news sports update, I'm Ken Connolly on 77 WABC. Thank you very much, Ken. WABC News Time 516, traffic, transit, and weather. Actually, it's 517 now. Here's uh, Lori Blanchard. No, we have an accident going on now in the Bronx. It's the Cross Bronx Expressway, eastbound side at Webster Avenue. Two lanes are blocked with this crash. There's also the construction near Sheridan Boulevard and the Bronx River. Westbound Cross Bronx, still maintenance going on between the Bruckner and White Plains Road. And then again into 3rd Avenue, that whole stretch, the right lane is closed. In New Jersey, southbound on 27 at Plainfield Ave in Edison, there's a down traffic light. Utilities out there. Lincoln, Holland, GWB, all quiet. The overnight maintenance is cleared. All three have their tubes and their lanes open. Uh, and now there's um, construction getting onto 287, both ways at Ringwood Avenue. So one lane is closed there. In Orange County, 218 shut down from Cornwall to West Point because it's icy. 287 okay to and from the Tappan Zee Bridge. On the island, the LIE, a new crash, westbound service road at Ronkonkoma Avenue. One lane is closed there, and there's construction in the left lane on the Northern State Parkway, stretching westbound from 106 and 7 into Brush Hollow Road. Also, Sunrise Highway. Maintenance eastbound at Ocean Avenue. Wisconsin Highway both ways at Stony Brook Road. The right lane is out. Alternate side is in effect today. Southbound end trains are running express. 34th Street to Canal Street uh, because of signal problems. And then the Brooklyn-bound N is running on the queue from Canal to DeKalb Avenue. They're doing maintenance work. From the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, sun and clouds today, high 55. Partly cloudy overnight, mild with a low of 44. Showers early tomorrow, then light rain stretches through to, through the day with a high of 50. Steady rain through into the evening with a low of 48 as the ball drops. Then New Year's Day back to beautiful skies. Cloudy early, but then sunny and a high of 53. We have 47 degrees now. I'm Lori Blanchard, Talk Radio 77 WABC. WABC News Time 518. A major round of layoffs could be hitting Wall Street for the first week of the new year. Goldman Sachs expecting to hand out pink slips in early January. The company's CEO in his year-end letter to staff says the bank faces big challenges. So there may be 4,000 jobs cut in early January. Meanwhile, a new lawsuit claims J.P. Morgan Chase turned a blind eye to Jeffrey Epstein's sex crimes in the Virgin Islands. The Attorney General of the U.S. Virgin Islands filed suit Tuesday, claiming that the bank clearly knew for over a decade that it was not complying with federal regulations in regard to Epstein-related accounts, and that it belatedly complied with federal law after Epstein's death in 2019. 
The suit alleges that Epstein's sex trafficking scheme could not have existed without the bank's participation. J.P. Morgan Chase has not commented on the litigation. I'm Mark Mayfield. WABC News Time 5 of 19. New revelations about Long Island Congressman-elect George Santos. He reportedly used a fake name to host a GoFundMe page for an alleged pet charity. This coming out of CNN. They're reporting that Santos used the alias Anthony Zabrowski to fundraise. The page no longer exists, and GoFundMe has not said how much of any money was raised for that alleged pet charity. The new allegations come out just as people in his district on Long Island, in the 3rd District, taking part in a rally yesterday asking Santos to step down. This moment is not about Democrat or Republican politics. This moment is about protecting our democracy, standing up for justice. Standing together in unity. Yes, yeah, so those Long Islanders calling on Congress to investigate Santos after he admitted embellishing his resume. The protest held in front of the Nassau County Courthouse with uh, Santos's opponent this past fall, Democrat Robert Zimmerman. He was leading the charge for the call for Santos to step down. We're asking, what happened? How did this happen? What could we have done differently? Our community has been victimized. And we demand accountability. Yeah, so my guess, and you're probably with me on this one, is a lot of the people who were at this rally were people who probably did not vote for him in the first place. But, you know, that's the right to assemble. Rally attendees could be seen holding these signs that read, do not reward a liar. Uh, another one said, you should repent, not represent. All right, not bad. Uh, earlier this week, of course, Santos admitted to lying about his education, employment, and religious background. Of course, the financial stuff could be the biggest issue. He had the sudden wealth that he did not have two years ago. And we now know that they're not formal investigations, but the feds and Nassau County are now snooping around to see what they can find. WABC News Time 521. Officials in Ukraine say Russia carried out one of the largest missile strikes on Ukraine yesterday since the war began back in February. President Vladimir Zelensky had warned earlier in the week to expect some sort of Russian bombardment of the kind we saw more than two or three weeks ago. Yeah, just get more miserable for the people living in Ukraine. That's NBC News' Matt Bradley, who's there. He says the attacks targeted Kiev and other cities yesterday, used a combination of drones and cruise missiles to damage critical infrastructure. Forty percent of this city is without electricity. In the western city of Lviv, it's almost as high as 90 percent of households don't have electricity. Yes, several regions left without power, including 40 percent of residents in the city of Kiev, which is a large city. Russia for months has launched these wave of missile attacks to cripple Ukraine's energy infrastructure as temperatures drop during the winter months and just makes it more miserable for the people who've decided to stay. Sixty nine projectiles fired from as far away as Russian naval assets in the Caspian Sea, also in the Black Sea. 54 of those 69 were actually shot down. Yeah, there were some talks that they might try to make some truce or peace talks, but uh, that's we started the week with that, but haven't heard a whole lot about that recently. WABC News Time 523. Former Pope Benedict's condition is serious but stable now. We've gotten a statement from the Holy See Press Office Director Matteo Bruni who says the Pope Emeritus was able to rest well last night. In Vatican City, that's Molly Hunter, our correspondent there. She says Benedict 
is lucid and uh, ready to live on. Pope Francis uh, is renewing his invitation for people around the world to pray for Benedict. Pope Francis said he is very sick, referring to his predecessor. Let's ask the Lord to comfort him and sustain him in this testimony of love to the church to the very end. Yeah, it was on Tuesday that Pope Francis, or Wednesday, during his uh, Vatican meetings where he comes out and greets the people that he asked the world to pray for Benedict because he said Benedict was very ill. Benedict's 95 years old. WABC News Time 523. Friends and family sharing memories as they said their final goodbyes to FDNY firefighter Billy Moon yesterday who died earlier this month. Mayor Adams speaking at Moon's funeral on Long Island, calling him a hero in life and in death citing his 21 years with the fire department and his decision to be an organ donor. But all I can say to this family, we are here with you. We will continue to be with you. Others who worked with Moon say the 47-year-old was the best the FDNY had to offer. I would take 10 Billy Moons on my team any day of the week. He was a dream to have on our rig, even for the short time, and he made us all better. Billy was the best. He was an even more incredibly dedicated husband, father, Son, brother, and friend. So sad the way he died. The 47-year-old suffered a serious head injury. This was on December 12th when he fell about 20 feet preparing for a drill at his firehouse in Brooklyn. They were doing a drill of how to climb a skyscraper if there's a fire, and he fell on his head. It was just a tragic accident. Whether at the firehouse, at home with his family, or on the soccer field with his children, Billy understood that his commitment to his community was so much larger than himself. Boy, and this says everything you want to know about what a great individual this was. Moon donated his organs. I mean, ahead of time, obviously, he gave the cue that if something were to happen to him, his organs were donated and they helped save the lives of five other people. How fantastic is that? He leaves behind, though, a wife and two kids. WABC News Time 525. Two Long Island police officers still in the hospital. One's on a ventilator after a deadly encounter with a man with a knife in Medford Wednesday night. The officers responding to a report that a man was threatening to stab his roommate at a condo complex. That man ended up stabbing the two officers. It doesn't seem like the officers had any other action but to use their fight. They'd their, their weapons to, to stop the force, to stop the uh, anybody else from being stabbed. Yeah, once they were stabbed, they shot that man dead. Police Commissioner Rodney Harrison defending the officer's actions. We have called the police many times. They knew about our situation. I didn't really feel safe with him living there. And, um, I'm really sorry that it came to this. Yeah, we're wishing both of those offers, officers well in a quick recovery. WABC News Time 527, traffic, transit, and weather on the 7s. Here's Lori Blanchard. We're back in the Bronx, the eastbound Cross Bronx Expressway, two-car collision at Webster Avenue. Cross Bronx also has road work eastbound by the Bronx River. One lane is out. In Brooklyn, that BQE starting to build on the inbound side, coming up off the Gowanus toward Cadman Plaza. In New Jersey, there's a down traffic light heading on to Route 27, the southbound side through Edison near Plainfield Avenue. At least one lane is closed. And also construction both ways on 287 at Ringwood Avenue. Eastbound 78, the left lane is closed. Exit 7 out to exit 11. They're doing overnight maintenance work. Looking good at the Lincoln, Holland, and George Washington Bridge so far in and out. Uh, we see in Westchester County, 287 and the New York State Thruway, both fine on either approach to the Tappan Zee. 
from the Westchester side of the Rockland side. On the LIE westbound, a new crash on the service road at Ronkonkoma Avenue. Northern State Construction westbound. 106 and 7 to Brush Hollow Road. Left lane is out there. Sunrise Highway eastbound. Left lane closed at Ocean Avenue with construction. Alternate side is in effect today. Now, we're still seeing some delays out there with some of your subways. Uh, there's irregular service going on on the N train southbound. Ditmars Boulevard to Stillwell Avenue. That's running express also. 34th Street to Canal Street. From the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, Sun and clouds today, high 55. Partly cloudy tonight, mild with a low of 44. We start New Year's Eve with showers early, light rain through the day, and a high of 50. Steady rain as we head into the evening. The ball will drop. It'll be warmer. It'll be rainy. Uh, We'll see a low of 48. And New Year's Day back to sunshine and a high of 53. 47 degrees now. I'm Lori Blanchard, Talk Radio 77, WABC. WABC News Time 528. Pele died yesterday. We'll get into his story. Lots of people talking about him in Times Square. And would you pay to have a snowman made for you? This is apparently a new business, and these people are making some serious money doing so. We'll get into those stories and a whole lot more right after this.